Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au.
3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally, first broadcasting, noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the Kulin Nations, the overlap of Wurundjeri and Bunurong peoples, and we pay respect to Elders past and present. Hello to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander peoples and First Nations people tuning in from all over the planet, and we acknowledge that all the lands on this big island and pretty much all of the surrounding smaller ones were stolen and never ceded. This show is Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. I'm Sally Goldner. I use the pronouns she and her. I'm your host for the hour. And welcome to listeners of all genders, including, but not limited, to ladies and gentlemen. And, um, well, 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 there's lots of ways to get in touch with the show. If, and we've got an interesting topic today, which I'll tell you about in a minute. Out of the pan eight five five at Gmail is if you're a, um, if you're into hashtag old school tech, um, you can email me on that. Um, if you want to SMS, uh, I think I've caught up to about two thousand and five now with the tech six one four five six seven five one two one five. Tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. Also, the same for Mastodon and Instagram. And look for posts on Facebook, my page Sally Goldner AM, and Out of the Pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. Remember, any opinions you express uh, that I express on the show, you can express them. Well, if you express them in your communication with me, and they're uh, not nice, they won't be expressed. Um, when I say not nice, just don't defame anyone, please. Um, but I won't broadcast that anyway. These opinions of mine are my own. And you can snail mail in um, if you have um, detailed comments. P.O. Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. Um, 20th century tech. It's all there. Um, possible general content note today. Um, QLife, including Switchboard in Victoria and Tasmania. 1-800-184-527. Rainbow Door 1-800-729-367. But one... A topic today that struck me because it's been on, well, it's been on my mind and in my body for certainly the last few months, but certainly uh, all my life. And it was struck me about the relationship of queer people to body exercise and sport. And I'll get to the point um, somewhere in the show. Um, I hope I do. Otherwise, what would be the point of the show? Uh, seriously. Um, you know, queer people, and I think it might be fair to say particularly trans and um, people of intersex experience, intersex being variation, um, variation of sex characteristics, those people who are born with identifiable features that make their sex characteristics differ from medical norms of male or female. Um, I think that possibly where, you know, possibly this is a, a show for us. But um, if you, or you know, your set, you might be cisgender and or endosex, E-N-D-O sex, being um, cis, Latin for on the same side as endosex, your sex characteristics meet um, fed, um, expectations of society um, for male or female. And, um, you know, if you are that, but you've, your sexuality was different or perhaps your gender expression um, you know, certainly for someone of myself, assigned male, um, endosex, <clears throat> just to clara, be clear about that, 
but who did not fit what I will call masculine expressions of gender. Sport at the so-called all-boys school, which I attended, was not the happiest of experiences. And remember, this was way back in the wacky 1970s um, with the bad fashion, but the school uniform wasn't that great either. Um, Seriously, that was not my biggest problem by a long shot. Biggest problem, one of the biggest problems I had at school was that, first of all, sport was compulsory, but there was really not any choice. So, for the for us oldies, uh, middle aged, not that not that that's anything wrong with that, to quote Seinfeld, um, that um, I would um, say that you know the old three term system of schools uh, meant that the start of the year, start of the school year, late January, early February was cricket up until around Easter, and then it went to Australian rules for the rest of Term 1 and then all of Term 2, which ran, therefore runs, we'll say, from around April through to August, September, and being Melbourne and Australia, was Australian rules. And then there was a short bit of athletics for about six weeks, long jump, high jump, 400 metres, 800 metres, uh, all the rest. And then there was um, back to cricket for the last few weeks of the year was generally the rule and sport was compulsory unless you had a physical injury or asthma or something like that you had to train twice a week and this was a very interesting thing because the I found out much later after school that the principal in charge of the school at the time had this big thing about um, sport if we win all the sports championships Ah, it was his thinking, that will be great for morale in the school and be a great marketing point. Look, we're the winners. Um, Yeah, Stryer and sport, all that sort of thing. Um, There's one teensy-weensy problem. What if you're not good at the sports that are compulsory and are all that are largely on offer for most people? Well, no, I wasn't. Um, This is radio, and we don't have a webcam that goes live to air in this studio, And so you can't see me, but I am wearing glasses. Why do I wear glasses? For close work, like reading and screens. Um, Not that we had a lot of those screens at school. Plenty of them now, of course. So the reason I wear glasses is because I have one eye that is stronger than the other. This is the opposite to most people who have one eye weaker than the other. And that was a two Ronnies joke. Um, I don't know why it came out and it should go back there. But anyway... Um, I have that situation where my eyes are not equal in sight, which covers both of the situations I just described. Now, that's let's just unpack that, you know, blow by blow, so to speak. Not good for batting at cricket. Yeah. Can't even see the damn ball out of the bowler's hand. And so um, I was that kid who was, if I got on the team, was batting at number 11. I could bowl reason, bowl well enough one of these crafty medium paces most of the time, or a spin bowler. That was a bit more strategic and not as reflex um, to do that. That's all cool. But, um, you know, as I say, batting, not a happy situation. It's kind of similar for um, football, dropping the ball onto the boot in the correct way for a drop punt or whatever, not good. And this led to a lot of negativity um, in terms of And this is where I will do a content note, um, verbal bullying. Um, I won't repeat the highly horrendous ableist names I was called. I don't see any point in repeating them. Um, Doesn't add value. 
And so this started this idea that my body didn't work in inverted commas well. Now that's what I thought at the time as a little kid. And then we get to puberty, which was um, in the, um, uh, of course, you know, in a body that was not ideally what I would have wanted. Was it wrong? No, it just didn't match my holistic and unique and authentic sense of self. And something else happened as well as regardless of whether you call it sex and or gender identity. And that was that somewhere, and I do remember this, I don't remember it growing up as a little kid, somehow one leg sort of ended up being a bit shorter than the other. And so that meant running even became a source of anxiety or even walking. So for a long time, I didn't exercise at all. So that's sort of the story, um, the background, first of all, of where my um, sport, physical body exercise was at. But I'd love to hear about yours. How have you, if you, you know, what's been your relationship with sport, exercise and body, particularly if you identify as one or more of LGBTIQA plus communities? Love to hear from you. Um, Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, you know, let's um, just give you all those contact details again of whatever vintage of tech. Out of the pan, 855 at gmail.com, SMS 61456-751215, tweet at Sal Gold said so. And that's the bottom line. And post on Facebook, my page, Sally Goldner, and out of the pan, 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. We opened up the music today with Weird Al Yankovic. I thought, that well, that'll, that'll get us exercising at that, um, dancing to that um, track called Polka Power, um, a, a medley from um, Weird Al's album Running With Scissors. And I'm um, just having a look here. There are so many songs in that medley. Um, it's the biggest line of notes you've ever had on an album. Um, I just And they're very, it's in very small print. Um, Wannabe. Um, Flagpole Sita, um, Ghetto Superstar, Everybody, um, Walking on the Sun, Inter- Intergalactic, Chub Thumping, Ray of Light, Push, um, Semi-Charred Life, um, Sex and Candy, Closing Time, and Way Moby Polka. There, there it was, 14 songs rolled into four and a half minutes, as only Weird Al in his magical way could do. So it's going to be a varied and eclectic mix of music today because we can. It's 3CR. We get to play what we want. Um, But the other thing that is happening at the moment in the Southern Hemisphere, it is the Pagan Festival of Imbolc. So I thought I'd play play a track from the Wiccan Pagan Goddess herself, in my humble opinion, and that is Wendy Raw going back to her album from around 2002, The Lotus Eaters. Here is uh, the track that is um, called uh, La, La Femme de la Meur. Uh, you're on 3CR, 8.55am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Tangled emotion 
Published or not has been on
Published or not has been on air for over 20 years. And in that time, it's been hosted by Jan Goldsmith. Well, just recently, over the last seven years, I've been joined by David McLean. We'll be talking about text, discussing words and ideas. With local authors, authors from interstate, or sometimes even from other countries. You can stream it live or find it on your favourite podcast app. So join us... Every Thursday at 11.30 on 3CR. I've been working on my rewrite, that's right. I'm gonna change the ending. Gonna throw away my title and toss it in the trash. Cheryl and Troy have been married for more than 25 years. They spent 10 of those years living on the streets of Melbourne addicted to heroin. In a groundbreaking collaboration, photographer and writer Ali MC conveys the couple's compelling narrative in an audio-visual installation and photographic audiobook. H, A Love Story launches at Richmond Library on Wednesday, August 9 at 6.30pm. Entry is free and all are welcome. H, A Love Story, a project about love, heroin and homelessness on the streets of Melbourne. A 3CR supporter. That is us, 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan, with Sally, first broadcasting Noon through one every Sunday afternoon, currently Australian Eastern Standard Time. And yes, we're at Imbolc today, which is technically the first seeds of spring, which means we're around two months away from daylight savings time, but not there yet. Still a few crisp nights and mornings, but this is Melbourne. We do climate diversity and 3CR doing a diverse range of programs. I'll mention a couple of those later in the show. And also... Um, a diverse range of music. We opened up with Weird Al Yankovic and then we went to the Wiccan Pagan works of Wendy Rule from The Lotus Eaters and um, my best French, La Femme de la Mer. And that took me back to about year eight at school. So that was the school story of sport. But before I continue with mine, hey, Jenny, good to hear from you. Um, and Jenny's popped a message in on Out of the Pan, 855 at gmail.com and says, yep, um, the sports you mentioned were very patriarchal in nature, which makes the current popularity of the Matildas and female soccer extraordinary. Um, yeah, there's a few comments you've got here, so I'm going to go through these one by one, Jenny. They're all really um, you know, important um, because um, one of my um, friends who is, uh, well, someone who I would have considered more athletic over his life um, than me, um, who lives up in Sydney, said he was in a pub during the week and there was no comment on AFL or rugby league or cricket, but rather the entire um, discussion that he overheard at the next table from two blokes was about the Matildas and the Women's World Cup. And so, yeah, I'm totally with that. And I just think it is sensational that this is happening. And I'm going to come to um, that um, in terms of, you know, the old saying, you can't be what you can't see. Visibility is so important. I'm going to come back to that. And so, yeah, I think it is very, very cool. Well done to the Matildas and 
um, well, kick goals tomorrow night, as, they, as they, I think they say in some codes of football. Um, your second comment, the racial vilification of the sport was connect, of being round ball soccer, connected, or a world game, connected to migrant groups ridiculed by the mainstream media. Well, that's very true as well. And, um, you know, look, there was a lot of talk. Has, well, when I say there has a lot of talk, there's been talk over time of you know, incidents at Australian domestic soccer games and connecting them to culture and race, yet... You know, there's been pretty poor behaviour at um, AFL games and not and not quite as much, although uh, the sad, horrible things that happened to Adam Goods, um, you know, which is certainly, of course, in the ballpark um, in terms of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander, um, you know, suddenly that raised, raised the profile of the issue of racism in sport. Um, so, yes, um, soccer not treated fairly at all. And we have come a long way as a country. And Jenny says, even if, this is Jenny talking, quote, even if I'm not sporting myself as a queer person to see that patriarchal in structure in sports smashed. Yeah, it, ha- it has moved, um, Jenny. And as I say, I'm going to tease you and our other listeners um, with a bit of my story on this. So, yeah, we are moving along, which is welcome. But I didn't move along for some time. Um, in that um, after school finished, way back in 1982, I did one season with the school um, sort of alumni football team. I didn't really enjoy it. Frankly, I didn't have a lot of time for the coach, who I thought um, had a bit of an ego problem, might have been my um, very diplomatic comment there. And... I did do the first season and then went to one training season at the start of the second. I just thought, no, why am I doing this? Maybe it was the first sign of me beginning to, you know, sort of really become more assertive about parts of my life. So that gets us to the start of 1984. And I honestly can't remember. Oh, yeah, I did play golf for a while. As one, one day, as my next door neighbor said, when he turned me, saw me turning up with the car and the um, clubs in the boot, said, oh, hey there, you've learned how to walk and swear simultaneously. Um, and the thing about golf is, yes, it's exercise. You are walking four kilometres um, and on a lovely course, particularly if you are sort of out of the metro area or away from noise, um, it's like, um, wow. Um, you know, it's, um, you know, there is nothing better than a game of golf on a, a nice weather day, you know, on a country course or out of suburban course. I used to play up at one in the hills somewhere, and I can't remember which one it was. And we're talking hills. We're talking, um, what is it, um, hither and thither or up uphill and down dale or something like that. So the calves did get a stretch, which was um, really awesome. Um, and that lasted, from memory, I didn't, can't remember the last time I played around or played 18 holes of golf. Boom, tish. Oh, they're bad today. Must still got too much residual caffeine in here or something. But um, I think it just faded away. The golfing partner that I used to play with got married or something. Did something, Did got married. What is it? Never knew true happiness until I was married and then it was too late. Um, and other things changed. So stopped playing that. Golf clubs moved house five times with me before I finally put them out for the hard rubbish or someone came and pinched them before the hard rubbish um um, sort of took them and didn't really play again. And then 1995 I um, was the year I first heard the word transgender. At this point, just at the point of affirmation, 
Exercise was helpful. A friend of mine got me into doing circuit classes, which at least it was exercise, but I'm not really a synchronized group exercise person. I think that was a hangover from the school stuff. I didn't really enjoy it um, for a lot. I can't remember what the reasons were, just you know, not wanting to do. I don't like doing things fast. I like to do it at my own pace. So it was, you know, 60 seconds on one machine and then you go to the next one. And I felt like maybe I was living someone else's um, life in a sense and didn't really keep up with it. It faded away. Um, and sure enough, um, faded away. Now, look, I can't remember doing a lot of exercise. I did do a couple of sessions with a personal trainer in 2005. Um, that, so that was through transition and a lot of the coming out type of stuff, um, and affirming my identity. And, um, I managed though to keep reasonably fit. I did live close to the city for a while, in a, in a flattish area, so occasionally I could ride the bike into work from Hawthorne along the Yarra Trails, which was kind of nice, um, if it was a reasonable day or I didn't have too much um, stuff to carry, um, which was um, really cool. Um, and um, uh, then it sort of, that faded away as well. I moved from Hawthorne to Carlton, which was still very close to ride, but even easier to walk into where I think I was working mainly in the city at that time. So not a lot of exercise, but there was still this bad relationship with my body and exercise. I remember going for a walk one day when I was living in Hawthorne and just it became an anxiety thing because it brought back those memories of sport. So yeah, I'm not the happiest of times when it came to sport. And we're now at um, roughly two-thirds of the way through my life thus far. So, um, you know, what will turn it around? Well, and the relationship with body as well. Um, we're going to find out in the next segment. In the meantime, um, <clears throat> what have I pulled out this time? I've got to pay a tribute today. Um, and we lost a musician and particularly singer and bass player, about 10 days ago, and that's Randy Meisner, the original bass player from the Eagles, who um, prior to that had been in Poco. Um, and, well, here's here's a hint, um, a, a physical exercise reference or a physicality reference. Um, this is where we bring in today's wrestling reference, and I've managed to do it um, 32 minutes in. That's almost a record that t- took that long. Um, this is what I call the Eagles tribute to Randy Macho Man Savage because he's taken it to the limit. Oh, yeah. No, it's the late, great Randy Meister on lead vocals with the track that he co-wrote um, called Take It to the Limit. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally.
Indeed it was, the late, great Randy Meisner, original bass player for the Eagles and the track 
that made him famous. In the end, why he left the Eagles, he had to come out and do that song every night and he got a bit nervous and it all became a bit too much. Um, fair enough. Things can make you nervous. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR, digital, 3cr.org.au. 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting, noon through one, every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. We've had lots of messages in before we get back to the sporty spice stuff. Never thought I'd do a one-hour show on anything really sporty, but there you go. Life is varied. Um, it's been a varied range of music today. Um, Jenny said a quick reminder that, um, that there are some amazing films and um, documentaries, um, queer um, content at the Melbourne International Film Festival. Absolutely so. So make sure you check that out and listen to shows on 3CR um, for reviews and commentary and interviews. Um, we saw, a f- um, Jenny says, we... Um, her and friends saw one about a trans story from Spain. Very beautiful. Um, and she's off to a film now. Happy Sunday afternoon to you, Jenny. Now, over on the SMS line, 61456751215. 61, um, probably best to put in front of that. Um, we've had a few messages come in. Kayleen has um, popped in with a couple of messages saying... Ooh, every one of my fingers, not thumbs, has been broken or dislocated at least once because I got pushed into ball sports that I mostly hated at primary school. Later, I developed an ability at sailing, but sailing clubs focus on cis people, and so she gave, Kayleen gave that up. Yeah, not, not good on the, the fingers and thumb stuff. I mean, you don't want to, if you're going to have to do, break something, you want to do it in doing a sport that you would hopefully be enjoying in the first place, and that's not good read the sailing clubs. I mean, I don't know if it's got better. Um, I'm not sure. There's sports groups everywhere and sort of more outdoorsy activities. Um, um, One of my friends on Facebook and colleagues, Amy, is at the moment um, working on trans people in motorsports, pride in motorsport for trans and gender diverse people, which is great to see. Um, So it's sort of getting there. I wonder if it's, I hope it's improved, Kayleen, but certainly not denying your experience. Then, on a different note, John has messaged, am I aware of the anti-trans debates in the Senate last week? Um, a particular senator, I'm not going to publicise his name, John, because he doesn't deserve it, is on a crusade against trans, trans community. Well, yes, there could be a fuse, but um, um, unfortunately at the moment, um, I am you know, aware of this ongoing stuff, John, and I think you've got a fair topic here, so I'll just diverge off the sporty journey for a minute and exercise journey and body journey for a minute. Um you know, look, I'm very much aware of them, and I think obviously our communities need to be aware. I'm not going to go into the details um, of what it is because this program is the space for trans people to get our voices, share our experiences, and queer people um, to, um, you know, sort of get that, um, um, you know, our say across. I mean, mainstream media um, barely you know, gives us a voice or accurate voice or discusses the issues we want to. Um, and this was, actually, I'm going to digress a little further. My, uh, I will say, friend and good colleague, Navo Zazin, put this on LinkedIn last week, um, or social media, I think it was generally, um, that um, they got a message from a journalist at The Australian and it begins patronising. Well, I'm sure you're not the people we want to hear from, um, but we wanted to get your comment about the trans debate. Now, that's instantly the proverbial red flag. And this is why you know, sort of trans people are wary of media, we're wary of political debates and wary of the discourse. And I 
um, now 99% um, sworn off the Australian. I had a um, so, um, someone do very loaded questions on me. They were saying, uh, I, I was asked recently about the victimisation of people like Maura Deming. I said, well, who victimised them? The Liberal Party. No, the Liberal Party didn't victimise them. The Liberal Party at the state level at least had some guts to stand up to them. So this is the sort of loaded questioning that happens and these debates, and they've given, I think they've given enough space, John, so I think we need to be aware of them. But I will say, what do we do about them? We call them out for what they are. We call them out for fo as faux issues. This is what a program like this can do. So I think and it's good that you have mentioned these things. That needs to happen. Um, also, uh, what else needs to happen? We need as many cis allies as we can to... Um, to you know, um, be with us in the trans and gender diverse communities. Um, you know, and that, and also, but we don't just need people to check in and say, "Are you okay?" We need cis people to talk to other cis people the same way as during the postal survey. Um, you know, people told, you know, talk to a couple of family members, make sure we get the yes vote going. We need to make sure that people understand these issues and they're not being sucker punched by the nonsense. And that's going to be some constant work. So thanks for those um, messages. Once again, our SMS line number 61456751215. Um, thanks, John and Kayleen. So back to the sporty spice story, as much as might can be, or exercise. I, um, you know, sort of didn't have a good relationship with exercise for some time after 2005, much to my chagrin, as a, to use a favourite word of a friend of mine. But I did begin to recover a sense of my body because sadly one of the things that I did have was a sense of internalised transphobia. Particularly, there was so much emphasis in the late 1990s on trans women aiming for lower surgery and that was not my aim and never has been really just doesn't not where I am that um, there was also a sense of internalized prejudice that sadly existed from some elements within the trans um, community as well which was very very unfortunate and in that light um, it uh, how did I get that relationship back and I'm quite open about the fact that um, body positivity and sex workers has been a huge part of my journey to, you know, get a relationship, a good connection with my body, and um, you know, sort of, and from there on, um, you know, sort of begin to say, oh, this is the body I always really wanted. Just because someone else doesn't think it's the right body, in inverted commas, doesn't mean it isn't for me. And so I began to at least do that. And of course, the other thing that. Um, sexual body work does is it shifts energy out and you can get better energy in and that was sort of my journey with my body throughout the latter part of the 2000s into the 2010s so we're talking from around 40 to 50 and it was very very helpful and did build my confidence my ability to connect as well with other people um, as well as just being by myself um, in terms of my body but I didn't get back to sport for a while um, and exercise. That's been the last five years, which I'm going to come back to in the last segment. Um, so yes, um, that's where we get some good endings as well. Um, we all, hopefully I can live happily ever after, something like that. Anyway, um, let's have a listen to a track from um, Dar Williams, um, who I started, I suppose, when 
Society um, called said when I was a boy. 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand. I never was a boy. Society just said I had to be. And let's have a listen to Dar. When Peter Pan came to my house, took my hand I said I was a boy, I'm glad he didn't check I learned to fly, I learned to fight I lived a whole life in one night We saved each other's lives out on the pirate deck And I remember that night when I'm leaving a late night with some friends And I hear somebody tell me it's not safe Someone should help me I need to find a nice man to walk me home When I was a boy I scared the pants off of my mom Climbed what I could climb up And I don't know how I survived I guess I knew the tricks that all boys knew And 
Hi, I'm Rod Cook, one of the presenters of Nostalgia Unlimited, heard on 3CR every Sunday night between 8pm and 11pm. Did you know that 3CR relies on the support of our listeners to keep going? We're a not-for-profit, community radio licence holder, and a strong subscriber base is vital to our financial independence. We are proudly community-owned and community-controlled. The program I co-present, Nostalgia Unlimited, plays over 60 songs each Sunday evening, all from our own private collections. And to keep programs such as ours going, it's necessary to have plenty of subscribers to help pay the bills. So why not become a listener subscriber now? You can do so by contacting us on our website, 3cr.org.au backslash subscribe, or call the station during office hours on 9419 8377. Press 1 and you can subscribe over the phone. 3CR, 8.55am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon through one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Um, We uh, are just about at the end of the show, about um, eight minutes to one o'clock as I speak. And... um, We've got um, shows coming up um, throughout the afternoon and evening. You just heard about Nostalgia Unlimited, which is on Sunday night, but the next um, three shows um, for the next three hours, one each, um, Meg and Trev are in today for um, Freedom of Species. They're talking about the orca saga and why they are attacking boats occasionally. Um, So, yeah, um, Whaley... A wildly interesting show. Um, not quite. And I forgot to thank the crew from Out of the Blue, diving deep for the marine news as they do every Sunday afternoon from 11.30 till noon. I have a funny feeling it's James from In Your Face who's looking after um, rotations today at two, playing lots of music and then queering the air at three, a packed uh, afternoon of entertainment. And um, for it's the Salaam radio show um, as well. So lots of things happening. Let's just wrap up this sporty series. Um, I actually did have one email, um, one more. Jenny, you've got to get out the door to that film. Don't don't run late on my account. But um, Will, Will MP, Will Fowles, a state of Victorian Labor MP, has resigned from the Parliamentary Party over allegations of assault. Um, and you know, so not the, all I saw in the, the news about the actual assault, it was in a Canberra hotel um, so um, obviously got some details to check out there, but um, obviously not good that that any assault has happened, not appropriate at all, and apparently police are investigating uh, that, but um, so I'll be a little careful about what we say, but yeah, not not good, and you know, it's just a toxic masculinity type of behaviour is not helpful either. But toxic masculinity, that's a, a link back to my story of sport and how I found my way back into it, ironically, was through my diversity education work in that um, Transgender Victoria was asked to provide training to staff for the city of Darabin for what became the first trans swim and, swim and gym night in Melbourne um, back in uh, February 2018. And I thought, well, I, you know, I did the training for this. I'll go along to the night. And I had one, uh, one piece, um, piece of swimming attire. And um, um, along I went and just splashed around. And I thought, oh, I'm going to, I'll just start it. I don't even know how it happened, why it happened. I did a couple of laps. And it's like, oh, here's a form of exercise that works for me. 
It's not, and it's not just what it was doing. It didn't matter that my eyes are of unequal strength because I could see the end of the pool in total. Didn't matter that one leg was shorter than slightly shorter than the other because I was um, horizontal anyway. And I found a form of exercise, and I quote my my dear friend and colleague Navo Zazin here, an ex form of exercise that made me happy. And I think Navo's quote that from Navo's um, first book, Finding Navo, was just so powerful and helped turn things around. And since then, um, obviously with interruptions for the lockdowns in 2020 and 21, I have been swimming regularly and am now at three swims a week, um, except for one, except a um, couple of recent exceptions, which are positive, um, and doing a kilometre, um, usually 10 laps of freestyle and 10 of breaststroke. And that's been wonderful for toning, stretching, cardio, um, but also mental health-wise that, you know, I get away from screens, get into the pool. It's a very holistic thing. And yes, it makes me happy. And as long as it's a heated pool, it's really rain, hail or shine. And there's something mystical about if it is a cold morning, get in there and um, the mist's coming off the pool. Um, maybe it appeals to my artistic streak. Um, just finally, though, um, recently I've added two gyms sessions a week doing some weight training for a secret mission um, coming soon to a social media channel near you muhaha um, and occasionally therefore i'm doing three gyms and two swims or two swims and three gyms and a little more so and also i do want to say that um, i had an amazing scenario earlier this year where i went on a walking tour of my old school with the vice principal as myself which shows that times are changing and i think i'll link that to John's comment about the whackball senators. Um, yes, they're annoying. Yes, it's horrific. But I also think they're on the losing side, John. Anyway, I'd better get out of here and make way for um, Megan Trev for Freedom of Species. Um, keep, if you are listening via podcast or repeat or on demand, um, pop your comments in about sport. Love to hear how you dealt with it. I'll take it out today with Marie Wilson and... Um, I will catch you um, next week on 3CR. Catch you next week. And the track from Marie Wilson is Next Time. Catch you next week.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.